Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by Brooks Whelan. Yes, and not Matt Kirshen. Where is Matt? He's doing real comedy somewhere. He's over in England. I th- he's actually he's working on things related to Setlist. I think I have no idea where Matt is. I honestly I do not know. He he's one of the guys working on a very funny show. It's all improvised stand up called Setlist, where the audience sees the performers' setlist at the same time that they do, and it's just uh, ridiculous topics. They have to pretend like they always intended to. Uh, so he just said, "I'm not going to be here," and you guys didn't ask where. Where no, I didn't why, ask. Or, I think I think I did ask. I just forgot. Bottom I, yeah. line: Fuck Matt. Kirshen. He's dead. He's dead to us. Dead to us. We have a better new host (laughs) slash guest. Yep. Jason Nash is here today, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It it means a lot. It's nice to be out here outside in this outdoor studio. Yeah. I'm I'm glad to be able to repay the favor because you've been nice enough to have me on your podcast, Guys with Feelings, a few times. Yes. Big fan of that. I love you you guys. I've already had the classic, because I've been podcasting for a long time, that's the classic uh, argument. Is, is am I loud enough that the that the the two or three guys that do it because I've had that 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 was such a big thing. Are you loud what, enough? What do you mean? Like, remember Brooks a few minutes ago was like, "Am I loud enough?" And In you were like, and you were turning him up. Yeah, and he still wasn't loud enough. Right. And then I know the guy that I do my podcast with. He had a problem like. No one could hear his voice for whatever reason. Like his voice, Jeff's voice has a certain timbre to it, though. I think he, I think he and I have the same. I hate my voice because I think it's really like mid-range frequency. He wise. never thought we could it's, hear him, and we could. I don't know if his ears yeah. are messed up. I think Doug Benson has a similar kind of it, sort of a breathy. You do have kind of a similar voice to Doug Benson. You know what I mean? I yeah, don't, I don't like it. I mean, I'm not knocking Doug. I'm just Should we hold for myself. the plane for this? No, you can't hear it. You this really happens can. all the yeah. time. Oh, okay. Oh, Matt walked in. Oh, hey, everybody, it's hello, me. Hello, I'm hello, I'm from overseas. I was doing a set list and also being stupid. Oh, Matt, <laughs> don't say that about yourself. Oh, it's true, Brooks. Oh, Matt, come on. Is You're Matt, is Matt English? Yeah, oh, what do you like mean? Him. Look at me. Do I not look English right now? You Matt, do look come a little on. English, you look pretty English. I'm glad you made it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Should, I, should I stay or are you here now? Wait, well, I didn't well, hear what you said. Here, I, guess, I guess Jason can take off. Now that, now that I can Cockney, go now. Now that Cockney. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. We usually <laughs> have another guest with me <laughs> as well. Hold on. Matt, are you from South London or are you from the 1860s? Brooks was talking <laughs> shit about you before. Oh, Brooks, what? Matt, I wasn't saying that at all. Fucking, oh, I know who Matt Kirshen is. I just put it all uh, together. Oh, look at me. Yuck, of course you yeah. do. Oh, yeah, I remember you now, man. Yeah. You're that sure that truck guy. You're I'm funny. I'm right here. I've been on last comic standing. Yeah. Comic? <laughs> last comic standing. Alonzo Bowden is my mate. Jason, I don't know if you know this, but Brooks is a master of accents. Yeah, that comes out often. In the that podcast. wasn't really Matt, guys. That was uh, that was me. That was Brooks. <laughs> I fucking that wasn't Matt at all. I tricked you. I like the I like that voice a lot. Whether it was right or not, I, oh, it's I not don't close know. Enough. But no, but, but, but I, I like the voice. It sounds like a funny. It's a fun. It's a. It's fun to have him on here. He gives us yeah. uh, what I feel an air of intelligence. Yeah, that because oh, he sounds English. Normal <laughs> idiots do not have. Jason, do you have any science background in your in your schooling? I got a Wii last week. Oh, that seems scientific. Does that count? To me. Oh, what games? Good. I got uh, Black Eyed Peas Dance Dance Off. Okay, yeah, that was created in a lab for sure. <laughs> As were the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I got. Um, karaoke YouTube karaoke sing four. You got a lot of dancing and singing going on. I got Super Mario. Which one? Galaxy. 
I think it's just the one that comes with it. Oh, uh, Wii Sports comes with it. Yeah, I, I'm just getting on to Wii. I had no idea that it, it was fun. even out. It's been around for a while. It was a long time. It's a very fun game. For like the first year, I couldn't stop playing it, and now I haven't touched it since I think I've moved to California even. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the because, first year because, was solid. Because we're adults. I mean, who has time for video games as an adult? Well, Honestly. You know what? We do, okay? We do. I apparently, mean, I guess I do like Apparently Jason I, does. I play. I play video games. You just said you don't. You don't play the Batman, Wii Batman, Lego. I said I haven't played Wii since I moved out here. I have an Xbox. I'll play, I play Xbox. Oh, okay. Then I'm the only one who's... Uh... Uh-huh. Is Xbox better? You know, uh, I don't know. I really don't really play Xbox anymore. I think having people... Do you have somebody to play games with? I do. See, in college, that's why I played so much Wii and Xbox. Uh-huh. I had three roommates, and uh, my girlfriend doesn't really play video games, so... We had a... Um, I, I had an interesting experience. The person I play with is six, and... Uh, <laughs> is he related to you? Or yeah. So you can, the neighborhood so you can really work him over. <laughs> well, no, I'm not very good. Uh-oh. We're about equal. <laughs> we were really struggling for the first week, because I refused to like go online and read anything about it. I'm just like, so we're just stuck on this level and what he, game, what game Mario? It was, it was Batman Lego. Oh, okay. All right, all right. But he, he invited this other six year old over oh. and this fucking kid, like, Oh, he made our weekend. Nice. Like he came over. He's like, he's like, no, you gotta go down, down left. And that's how it's done. Uh. And we're like, Oh, fucking Evan. Yes. Yes, Evan. Yeah, you're fucking awesome. You're asking your son now, like, "Hey, have Evan come over." And I, spend that's the what night. I did. I, yeah. I told him, I said, "Bring Evan over again." Yeah, so like, we can figure this. <laughs> like last night, we were getting really frustrated. I'm like, "I'm not fucking doing this." Like, I didn't say fucking, but I'm like, "I'm not doing this anymore." I'm like, "Call Evan. Get Evan over here. I'll pi- I will drive and pick up." I'm like, "Let's just go get him. Let's go get him now." Like, that's awesome. It's nine o'clock. I don't fucking care. Wake Evan up. Get up, Evan. <laughs> So anyway, Come here. I, I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear more about uh, Rob Deerdeck. Speaking of scientists, oh yeah, we were talking about Rob Deerdeck before we came in. I had a roommate in college who uh, h- hates Rob Deerdeck really? first of most, probably because of his success. Of course, he I totally understand your roommate. I yeah. feel like I would like him. And oh man, he don't. Not many people do. Uh, but he he also uh, doesn't like Rob Deerdeck because he claims that he's an adult and he should act like him. He should act like one, like because he runs around and plays yeah. games. And my roommate is like, "You're an adult." Like he just he also watches reality TV nonstop and is a spiteful hate monger. What what See, is I, Fantasy Factory? I, I I saw the other show, Robin Big. What's Fantasy Factory about? I Fantasy, okay, that. so what happened with? I I mean this was this is primetime college for me. A lot of MTV. I know Robin Big. Robin Big was the show, and then Big left the show. Why? Because he got like a girl pregnant or something. So he like in like Alabama or wherever he's from. He's from the South somewhere. I, I don't miss Mississippi or somewhere. So he left the show. But Rob Deerdeck's like, well, I'm not done being on TV, but I can't be on Robin Big without that. So he's like, I'll just go solo and buy this giant warehouse and turn it into like a skate park. Oh, so that's, then that's what's a fantasy, fantasy factory. factory. Oh, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't grant people's fantasies on the show. No, no, it's just him being an adult kid on the show. Oh, which is I, why I, I thought it was like I want to meet John Legend, and Rob Deerdeck's like your fantasy's coming true. <laughs> well, you could go on and be like I want to meet John Legend. He goes great, step into the pipe, bro, and then just makes you do half pipe tricks. <laughs> like this isn't a dream. I went I went and looked at a house. Make a wish ever. I went looked at, kids I went looked at a house last weekend. And I was just driving by, and I was like, it's just a house that like I would never be able to afford. But it's like a mo- and also not only would I be able to afford it, but my wife would never ever move into it because it's like a modern house. And you know, girls they don't like modern. 
But like, no, I didn't know that. What does that mean? No, my girlfriend likes quaint. Like she likes right. You know, oh, this house looks like you know it's been here. You like, know, do you know how does modern? On- you mean like modernism or like just recent looking? You mean like like fifties modern or like yeah like whatever I find that girls means. don't like like sleek minimalistic kind of places. Really? I thought they love. I don't know. What do you, things. Brooks? Uh, my girlfriend. I feel like we used to live in a house in Long Beach. We lived in a house from like the twenties that was like very like wooden floors and rustic. She loved that place. Like I think she just kind of wants to recreate that. That's what that's what my lady's like. That's right. Your house has lots of like. Uh, aged, aged signs and things like it's got, five cent it's ice got cream. Character. I'm not knocking yeah. it. No, it's cool. Like it, there's no, the cabinets are like distressed it. wood. It's, yeah. I like your house a lot. You have a great house. Anyways, so I just go and look at this house, and so I walk inside. There's nobody there, and it's got a beautiful view. And this little short guy goes, uh, says, "What do you think? You think it's worth two point five mil?" <laughs> and uh, and I go. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm like, it sounds about right. I mean, that's a fucking amazing <laughs> view of the valley, and and I said, it's yeah, that's what it is around here. And and he goes, I paid two point six in cash just to be safe, like that. And then I was like, oh, you're famous. I'm like, oh. And then I figured out it was the guy from MTV. It's Rob Deerdeck. And I was like, this weekend you were looking at a house with Rob Deerdeck. Yeah, like, yeah, like you know how you just go buy a house and you're like, I'm gonna pop in and look at it. I'm not gonna fucking ever buy it. Right. But you just yeah. go look at it. Yeah. Wow. And uh and so then I go I go, Well that's great. I go, Welcome to the neighborhood. I go, you know, there's a there's a there's a club right here. You're you're moving next door to a club. And I mean there's a tennis club in the neighborhood and he goes he goes, Oh no man, a club sick uh. <laughs> like that. He goes, he goes, they got they got a dance club up in the hills <laughs> like that. And like, is it legal? Is it a legal club? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. It's a, t- it's a tennis club. It's a, and then he goes, he goes, he goes, oh, man, that's, that shows you where my head is at. Like that. He goes, I was thinking it's a dance club. And I go, I know. I know you were. Why is there a, who's the, who's the older guy walking? Is that, is that's this? my roommate. Is that your roommate? Yeah. Yeah, does, this is, does he ever do the show? Uh, yeah, we should have him on here. Should, you, should, you, you should give him my microphone because oh, he'll be way better than me. No, we have a fourth. Andy light. lives in like a transient vagabond home. It's I don't know what's going. We on. shot situation. some of our we shot some of our thing here and. Uh, and <laughs> well, let me back up. So we shot a thing last summer for like the whole summer. Jason did this ten episode web series called Jason Nash is Married, and you you pulled right. favors with some incredible people. You got like Andy right. Richter and. Uh, you know Paul F. Tompkins, guys like that. And one day we had Ben John Benjamin here, who was just totally riveted with the situ- this, <laughs> living, this living this situation. Thing. Like I would pay him like a lot of money just to be like talk about whatever you see. I like your voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, yeah. His voice he, he wanted so to come back and shoot a documentary yeah. about this. Point. Yeah, Andy, what's uh, what's going on with this here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, my one roommate kept walking through the shot, and we would all just kind of like look at each other and not say anything. Like, what's going? On? Yeah. Oh man. Bizarre. Well, hey, before we get into the things, I want to do uh, real quick. Um, we actually have some from some some listener. Wait one second. Mail. No? Jason, you, you in high school you took chemistry though, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you like it or did you just get through it? Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I'm fucking awful at that shit. Okay. I cheated off my friend Tolfer. That's fine. Who was really smart? But I, 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 I'd love to like reapproach it now, older. Now that I have a fo- fully formed brain. Yeah. yeah, and you would like actually appreciate it instead of just being like, "Ugh, school sucks." Exactly. Yeah. 
Absolutely, I just completely agree with that. Okay, we just had to get a little science knowledge. That's yeah, and it's thunder. okay. Like, if, if you haven't listened to the show, the, the basic premise is we have some science background. Uh, we expect none of the guests, so it's okay if yeah. you don't. I, under- I understand you have some. What's your science background? Well, I mean, background? I was an engineering major. That's what I studied. Okay, and okay. I did, I did work in that field for a while. So you're but, my, uh, more biology and he's uh, more engineering? Yeah, well, I'm biomedical engineering is what I do. And what's Matt Kirshen? He he's, was a math major. He's a math he's person. British. So he's British. He's also makes... the one who put this together. So, yeah, we're so like, that's good. Okay. Oh, so you guys all kind of come from different areas and bring your own strengths. And bring the lack of knowledge on everything We're together. We're like the Avengers of comedy and science. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, feel like I'm I don't Captain, want to be a part of that. I feel like I'm Captain I America. My powers are not that significant. I'm going to leave you out to dry on this one. I'm not taking any part of what you just said. I'm not claiming to be part of Avengers. I don't mean we're the best. I mean, like, we have different powers. We complement yeah. each other. Maybe you're the Hulk. You, don't, you can't control I'm your good powers. At, I'm good at bringing the Perrier. There you go. That's I, what I bring like to the, the Avengers. That's my strength. I like the Avengers, but I think they did have to stretch to find excuses to use everyone's powers. Because basically, Captain America, he's just pretty strong. That's oh my it. god! That's I can't it. believe you're going to fucking shit on the Avengers. I mean, it was good. But it's like, the greatest. It's the. Gr- I thought it was a hold very on, great hold movie. On, hold on. It's a the second. greatest movie ever Let's made. Not. It's the greatest <laughs> movie ever made. I can't tell. Whatever. Sarcasm. Like Meryl Street piece of shit. <laughs> No, I'm not saying I'm that a That comes along in the next few months and everyone's I'm, like, oh, that's the film. That's the no, Oscar. You're getting me wrong. You're getting me wrong. I, it can't be better than the, the I, Avengers. I'm just saying I, I like, like the I Avengers. Like, like Iron Man, I liked better than the Avengers. Nope. So I think when you combine that many I people, didn't. you have to do such a convoluted story to find excuses to have them all. Because, I mean, like, it's kind of like having Superman work with somebody else. Like, he could just do what all you guys do. He doesn't need the rest of you guys. That movie you know, like, was... But did you think it was convoluted? No, I just mean, like, if you have to... Like, in the opening scene, like, Loki could have just demolished everybody. Why did he choose to, like... He's like, oh, you shot Nick Fury? One bullet would probably do it. Let's just keep walking. And I'm not going right. to kill you guys. I'm just going to tap your heart. Like, he's a god. He could just be like, bam, do whatever he wants. And you Again, know, again just, I saw it with a six-year-old, and maybe I, I did, was... My I didn't brain dislike, was clouded. I didn't dislike... Like, the battle, I the battle. You know what? It's I went in, in some ways. I went in. Just... I was like, "This is going to be the ultimate summer blockbuster movie." They followed all the rules. Lots of action, spaced with humor in the middle of it. Uh-huh. They would just like, "You want to see what it's like when Hulk fights Thor? We'll make that happen. Hulk fight Captain America? That'll happen. Hulk versus Iron Man? That'll happen." They just had little individual fights all when over did, the place. What? I'm just saying. When did that happen? They all fought each other pretty much. Like it was like. It was. Remember when um, Hulk and Captain America fought, and then. And then Hulk got him back and like gave him a late punch. I don't know. Sometimes in action scenes, I just kind of zone anyway. Out. <laughs> I like remember it. when Hulk did stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I that was a great part when Hulk did started doing stand up. Okay, sorry, we got to get into oh, some no, no. science. Weird. This you is the latest what, we've ever got into. Let's science. talk about Hulk. Let's talk about Let's the talk science about of Hulk. The science of Hulk. If that, we don't that would get be really. That would be really interesting. I would love to hear your guys' take on like how Hulk could actually exist in the real well, world. That's funny because there are a bunch of uh, science, a bunch of I think professors with time in their hands who have written papers about the physics of superheroes. Yes, oh. like when you see Superman come from beneath someone who's falling and catch them. Yes. and go up with them. They would obliterate their body because that would be worse than just falling. Like if you hit right, the pavement, yeah. you go from that speed to zero. All right. If Superman grabs you from underneath, you go from that speed to negative that yeah, speed. Yeah, but he's got soft hands. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Like the, the inertia of your body would just your your body would be liquid if you he would be worse than hitting the ground when superman, superman grabs you it doesn't matter what he is <laughs> that's the he argument can't change the inertia of your that's, body it's the scientist and then just me let's, yeah but, and then every time i just go <laughs> but he's superman yeah that's exactly it let's talk about how bruce jenner is um 
The Hulk. I think that's crazy. What? Why? Bruce Jenner. Is I that, love. I love Bruce Jenner. That's he's his my name, favorite. Right? <laughs> Bruce is here. He's, Bruce. Hi guys. It's great to be here. Love to, <laughs> glad to stop by. I was actually picking some oranges in the back. <laughs> you like this place? It's, I love it. You know, I'm, I've been sleeping out there because <laughs> I. Um, well, I'm having I'm having contract fights with uh, with E right now. Bruce, but, you're drooling uncontrollably. I, I don't know if you can feel <laughs> you that. You know what? I had Botox today, Brooks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm also eating an orange. Oh, okay. That's what it Don't is. Eat those oranges. Those oranges are not. <laughs> oh edible. no. Oh. So wait, what's Bruce Jenner up to? No, I'm kidding. I guess like getting Bruce Jenner and Bruce Banner confused. Oh, oh okay. I thought Bruce Jenner. I, I thought that was something in the news. The whole I movie, gonna... I kept going. Bruce Jenner looks great. <laughs> like to my girlfriend. <laughs> Bruce Jenner is, looks awesome in this movie. Um, That's awesome. Bruce Jenner turning into the Hulk is really funny. Is that giant expressionless face? Yeah. The, okay. I'll talk. The last thing I'm going to say about the Avengers is, is Captain America is vaguely racist the whole movie, which well, like no yeah. one corrects at That's all. That's kind of funny though, because he, he would be. like no. The one part he walks, he like walks in. He's from the 40s or whatever. Yeah, why and would then, he suddenly be have a mind that was from today? Because, yeah. I, but no. Here's all I'm saying. Like, and then like a black general comes walking up to him, and he's a general. And uh, and uh, Captain America just gives him a five dollar bill and walks past him like he's the like valet. He's tipping him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like everyone else just rolls the their eyes and goes, "Sorry about that, General." Like, no, you need to go to Captain America and say, "Listen, that guy is a fucking general. You don't treat him like that." Uh, but I mean, I think it's funny they would do that in a mainstream movie because that is the truth. If someone was transported, I, loved it. I thought it was 40s, hilarious. I think it's like very my, fun. my grandparents wouldn't buy Japanese cars because of the war. I mean, like that, you know, people don't uh, get over. Although I guess it wasn't the war against black people, was it? No, I don't know what it was. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there's no do reason. We have, just we have, you fought in World War II, you dude, should have been racist. We're a good 20 minutes into this. No sign. Listen, yeah. we're 16 nope. minutes in. Not everything's yet. fine. Not yet. Um, before we even get to okay, so should we do listener mail because we have a bunch of listener that is science related? Let me do. Let's do a topic. Do a topic. Then we'll do a listener mail. I like this topic right now. This is actually a pretty big deal. Um, it is from today, the day we're recording this, uh, May twenty second. So it's relevant. Um, NASA uh, teamed up with this other company called SpaceX and launched SpaceX. their like uh, Space Exploration Technologies Corporation, launched a Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral, uh, and it's going up to deliver cargo to the International Space Station. And this is significant because it's the first time a privatized company has teamed up with NASA to send something in space. To send it to the space station, I think. To send it, it to send it to the space station. Some low yeah. orbit. But this is big because we caught we the United States cut all funding from NASA about a year ago. They're like, we're like you're done with space, NASA. We don't have any money anymore. Yeah. So now that gives the private sector uh, a real chance to be like, hey, hey, we'll do the legwork, and then we'll just you know coordinate with you. So yeah. now they're saying that that uh, private companies are entering the space. I don't world. understand how private companies can afford it because I would assume that you can't even insure something like that. It would be impossible. Like there's no there's no precedent uh-huh. set for how you would how you would measure that risk of people have you, you have you know space. what does it cost to go to space? Fucking thirty million. Uh, well, how do to, you define space? Well, to well, if you define space, it's a hundred kilometers above sea mile, level. Yeah. So uh, you can go on a private space trip just slightly over that line 100 yeah. kilometers up through virgin galactic for two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars but that's not going to like a what do you space what do you see when you go up there just it just gets dark or you go up there i mean it looks you Does get it gets s- dark 
No, well, it gets dark uh, like above you, you well, but you no, still see it, Earth. It doesn't yeah. get. Hold on a second. If you're if you're on the sunny, if it's daytime where you are, it gets brighter. No, but if you look, <laughs> if you don't look at the sun, it's like black. You know, right? right Space right. is black. But the sun is even more intense. Do if people ever look at the sun the and burn their eyes the out up there? I don't know. Uh, I think that that <laughs> I, happened I, in Armageddon. I think. I think that deep they have gold. When you're out and when you're doing a spacewalk, they have a gold-lined uh, shield over your over your helmet that that blocks a ton of sunlight because yeah, you would instantly be blind and right. your face would be burned off and stuff. So I'm assuming the windows to Virgin Galactic are also. Did you guys see coded. the uh, eclipse that happened on Sunday? Looked right at it for a good ten minutes. It was great. <laughs> could you could you see it? Well, what I noticed, I, I forgot that it was even happening, and I walked out to my car and I saw the sh- the. Um, the shadow of this tree in the front yard, and anytime there's any kind of small hole lets light in, it makes uh, the shape of so I right. could see a really tiny crescent. I saw thousands of crescents, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, there's a, the eclipse." So then I just made a little pinhole thing on a dollar bill I had in my pocket to like. Oh, so you didn't look directly at it because no, I no, tried no. to look right at it and it no, didn't work. No, I, not, I, had no. a, I put Isn't that bad to do. Yeah, I know. I put on three pairs of sunglasses, then I looked at it. Did it work? That. Yeah, it worked well. Oh, it was I wish cool. I thought of that. I got a bunch. What do you? What did you see? Uh, you just see it's see like a sun crescent cover. sun. Yeah. yeah, it gets covered completely. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't completely, completely for here, but uh, you're not was, you're not nervous. Are you going to hurt your eyes? Uh, I don't know. I just put on a bunch of sunglasses and then goes. That one is the sun. I did Brian Regan uh, <laughs> staring at the, <laughs> the sun. Big yellow one. Is did, the what sun. about your son? Did you show your son this? <laughs> No, we're playing Wii. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know it was on. He goes, Dad, there's an eclipse. Shut up. Call Evan. <laughs> call Evan. Just get Evan over here. Get Evan over here. <laughs> we, were, we were doing Black Eyed Peas, which is really tiring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. This is what the NASA administrator, Charles Bolden, says about um, the whole SpaceX team with NASA. We're now on the brink of a new future, a future that embraces the innovative uh, the innovation of the private sector. Wait, I fucking butchered that. We're now... Uh, no, we're got, na- no, no, it says, we're now back on the brink of a new future, a future that embraces the innovation the private sector brings to the table. The significance of this day cannot be overstated. While there is a lot of work ahead to successfully complete this mission, we're off to a good start. So it's just in space now. It's going to um, link up with the International Space Station, unload a, a little bit of cargo, get some put back on, and then come back down to earth see i don't know if i think i don't think that uh, in general privatizing space travel is a good idea like i think that the that there are a lot of things the government isn't good at but if there's one thing you want a lot of levels of redundancy checks and bureaucracy it's something is critical like nasa has the highest standard of software development of any right organization but, in the world but why the airlines fly yeah, i was gonna every say day. airline yeah, travel is privatized most of their planes stay up in yeah the air. i mean i guess there there is an oversight so is everyone subject to oversight from nasa are those pri- these private companies is there some kind of like the way the way that you're subject to the way that the faa maintains you know air travel and and that people are subject to rules in that way oh i'm NASA sure still oversee yeah. things uh, i'm and- sure there's still tons of rules like this was this was the second attempt at uh, a launch because they scrapped the first one like minutes before yeah because there was like a loose bolt or something why do they need so many cargo shorts up there <laughs> i don't know people are into the 90s <laughs> and they gotta look good <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that this is that's cool. So I'm curious, you have kids, Jason? Are they at all into like cargo when I was shorts? a kid, cargo shorts for the shit? <laughs> no, when I was a kid, it was a big thing to dream about being an astronaut. But I feel like that's gone away. It was, does Wyatt want to be? I don't even think he knows what an astronaut is. Really? It's not. Yeah, even I mean, we don't his... talk. We don't talk about it. It's not. I mean, honestly, it's, since they took that money away, I mean, you just don't hear about. 
Right. Yeah. It's not, not something that is that your point? You don't really think about yeah, it, not, right? It's not on the it's not a topic that people even discuss, like as a possible career. Like that was one of the things that was as likely as fireman or policeman was astronaut when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. As a thing you could check off. Yeah. Which is, there's probably five people in the world now that are astronauts or something. I'm kinda of surprised that, you know, we haven't we're not living in somewhere else yet. Right. Right? I think uh, it was stupid to ever think that we would have space travel to the point that it would actually get a lot of us off the planet. Like, I get the idea of like sending a few and maybe starting to repopulate, but like it was never going to be the kind of thing where you could get – you were never going to have the bandwidth to get you know tens of thousands, let alone millions, off of the planet. There's so many there people was, that want to live on the moon, though, I mean, or, or that want to live somewhere else right now. I mean, no, aren't there? I mean, I don't think just in California know. alone. Just just down at Earth Cafe alone, I'm just, there's a ton of weirdos that don't want to be here. I was watching the Jetsons the other day, by the way, which I think is really funny because I used to watch the Jetsons as a kid. What yeah. year is that? That's coming up. 60s? Oh, but when did it take place? I was yeah, watching I the new Jetsons movie that they made like two years ago on cable or did four they years. Really? Yeah, they oh, made wow. a new Jetsons movie. Oh. And all the shit in the movie we have now. <laughs> Right, like, like you know, they're talking to Judy on the Visaphone. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. completely. And it's like, oh, well, we have that. I <laughs> you wa- mean the iPhone? Yeah. You mean fa- you mean FaceTime? Yes, yeah, like we have it, and I'm not even that impressed with it. You I watched Robo. Been, I don't want to use that. I don't want to be able to see me. <laughs> I watched RoboCop for the first time, and uh, this weekend, and I like usually for movie- the first time. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Wow. Usually, movies overshoot the future. It really undershot what the future is like. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really, like, the only difference between 1985 and, like, the future in there is that men and women shower together. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that, is that Paul Verhaven's thing, then? Because it's also Starship Troopers. That's weird. Starship Troopers is the same director who's obsessed with co-ed showering. <laughs> okay, um, Jets and dystopian future. The Jets. sex is not as, is not as meaningful uh, in the future. Uh, uh, <laughs> we men and women, they, are, they coalesce together. Is, um, you know, you, you go me and you walk around topless. Uh, uh, <laughs> His perfect future is a, a fascist government. Well, what's the movie going to be about, Paul? They shower, uh, together. they shower together. That's all I have. What accent, also, what accent are we doing? I have no idea. Uh, this is, uh, is My mother was French. My father was from uh, um, Sweden. Is that Kirshen? Is Matt in here right now? <laughs> um, the Jetsons took place in 2062. Oh, we got plenty of time. That, that shit could happen. Yeah. I, I do <laughs> like that when you cross. We could have FaceTime by 2062. Yeah. If, we, if we hurry. <laughs> Can you have tube travel by then? Maybe. I hope so. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to do a, a listener? Yeah. yeah wanna, your... Well, I was going to first talk about um, a friend of mine from college who actually is a PhD now in chemistry. We should have him on at some point. Ooh. He listens to the podcast, and uh, he was commenting on the fact that we talked about different autism-related articles. That's been a hot-button issue for the last like decade or so. And uh, there's a new study that links autism and obesity during pregnancy, Ooh. which uh, that's not good. It's about how it's women some, some tend culpability. to gain weight when they're pregnant. It's like, come on. <laughs> I don't think it's like Figure that. it out, girls. Um, it was only, I mean, it wasn't huge. They said that women who had diabetes or hypertension or were obese were 1.6 times as likely as healthy women to have children with autism spectrum disorders. And, but I mean, that's not necessarily, you know, it's a correlation, but does that mean that actually is what causes it? No, but they're correlated. And uh, I just I was curious to ask you, Jason, as a parent, like I think if I had a kid right now, I would be 
a, a mess because I think a generations back you could blame your bad parenting. I was like, hey, we didn't know, we just yeah. didn't know. My dad hit me, I hit my kids. But like now, there's almost too much information, so you'd have to like wait. Was your dad this is from my the dad. Jersey, this is a Jersey dad. in the forties? This is like a dad who would be like, hey, we did what we could. You know, my but, dad was the Fonz, is what Andy's yeah, trying yeah. to say. <laughs> Help you know what's the real My dad hit me. I hit my kids. Sit on it. Hey. Oh, wait. Did I just combine Welcome Back, Cotter with Happy Days? I don't um, know. It sounds like Andrew Dice Clay ooh. actually raises well, his real... Fonz could never say he was wrong, right? Was, was that? Right? I didn't watch Happy Days. I, I just, watched a bit of it. I watched a bit, but not a You were Robin Big I started, Yeah, I'm more of Robin Big. I started watching after he jumped the shark. That's when I thought it really got good. That's, yeah, that was the, those are the best years. Uh, so Jason, I'm curious though, because were you like, uh, which kind of parenting? And now, like, there's the stuff about like attachment parenting that's on the cover of Time. I saw that. Alanis Morissette said she, she's, she's, she's going to breastfeed until is she, she until she's however chewing, long she want her kid wants. And Alicia Silverstone is like chewing up her breast milk and spitting it in her kid's mouth or something. Or oh, really? <laughs> she's pre-chewing her food, or someone's pre-chewing their food and giving it to their kids. Well, what's your question? Food. Yeah, Just you didn't like, have a question. My question was: Were you were you were you stressed about all of the different? There's like so many competing styles of parenting that people are putting forth. Were you like? Did you say we'll just take it as it comes, or did you say I'm going to actually read up on this one type? I'm going to I'm going to put my eggs in this basket of what kind of parenting you're supposed to do. <laughs> Andy, we, you're, you you're gravely mistaken. Okay, I'm overthinking. It. I'm I overthinking it. I mean, and I don't, I don't read it. I try not to read anything. Did you? I, I watch the news. Like, if something comes on the news, I'm like, all right, <laughs> but if this came I'll on the news look. and you had a chubby wife, which you don't, but would you yeah. be like, honey, if, cut if, back on? If the- this came on the news, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm lucky. I have a wife who is super vigilant and reads yeah. all that stuff. So but I, how can if you read I, it I have all? The luxury of not being really yeah. a parent. If you read it all, it's all it's all constantly contradicting itself. How would you decide which things to go with? You know. Uh, you know, I, I, you just you just do what your parents did, you know, which is like, the you know, whatever. Take it as just, it comes. Yeah, take it as it just comes. Just raise yeah. your fucking kid. Just be like, all right, yeah. You know, you can start playing Wii now that you're six. I think I would be we vacillating just, by the week with what I would do. You would be what? I would be going back and forth. I'd be changing my mind constantly about which uh, I'd read some article and be like, oh, now we have to. Like yeah. they say, like they, I'm really worried about the. Attention I won't live my life like that, Andy. You can't do that. I, I can't. Yeah. I won't live my life like that. I, I see a lot of people that do that, namely my wife, <laughs> and it's fucking maddening. It's like you know you're gonna get hit by a bus, you get hit by a bus, and that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think I will definitely just. Are you cool? Are you cool, Dad? Are you cool, Dad? You play Wii with your kid. I can't tell if I'm cool, Dad yet. I've, He's like six. I think he's a cool yeah. Dad. Well, I'm just saying. Like, does, your, will be does your wife say like, "Hey, no," and then like when she leaves, you're like, "Go for it." Pretty much. Yeah, that's cool, Dad. Like, I I really pushed Avengers. Yeah. Even though he was six, and uh, she really fought me on it, and then I was just like, it, "It's gonna blow. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna blow his he, mind." He loved it, right? Yeah, and he he shit himself. Yeah. When Hulk <laughs> changed, he just was like, <laughs> he was just like mouth open. On his seat, like two hands up, like <laughs> just shaking like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like, oh no. Oh, that's awesome. And then, yeah. and I was right in his ear. I was like, you fucking see that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you see, I didn't say you fucking, but I was like, you see that? You see, he's turning. He's turning right now. Like, you can't like, handle uh-huh. that extra stimulation of you doing that. He's like, I know, I know. Maybe I'm trying hey, to process this. I'm trying to process this. The closest we'll ever come to having sex. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> watching the Hulk turn. You, you like that? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Here's something that's been going on. My mother's been at my house. This is not science, but oh, no, you guys fine. can make it. She like cooks food for me, uh-huh. and then she like fucking watches me eat it. <laughs> and it's really getting pornographically weird. Oh, it's funny. Like she she'll she'll be like, I made this thing, and I'll be like, okay, I'll eat it, and then she gets right in my face, and she's like. <laughs> How is it? Yeah. Is it, like, is it good? Like, uh, it's good. I'm like, it's really good. It's really good. That's and funny. It's really creepy. She's not also eating. She's just No, she's not eating. She's you. watching me get fat. Uh, my mom will try to comb my hair whenever I go back to Iowa, and I'm like, don't. No. I, you never combed my hair in my whole life. Why <laughs> now you want to comb my hair? Was your you, mom not around? No, no, no. I just always had really short hair, and uh, now and she's now like, let me just comb it. Let me comb it. And I'm His like, mom okay. went out for cigarettes. Does anybody's mom walk out on the family? Does that ever I happen? think that does happen, yeah, a lot, probably. More probably than... not as much. Not as clean as I'm going out for cigarettes and never come back. I bet that doesn't happen that much, not but much. plenty of moms no. walk out. Yeah. I bet some of them do the eat, pray, love thing. I got to take some me time, and then it's like, oh, you're okay. You're just taking care of yourself. You're not selfish. <laughs> How about a documentary on just dads that left for, for cigarettes literally for that reason? Just... That would be so awesome. <laughs> that wasn't even their excuse. They literally couldn't find cigarettes and had to walk the earth. <laughs> yeah. Looking for cigarettes. Oh, man. I'm trying to do a a, a sketch or or, or a web short series about teen dads, Mm -hmm. like the teen moms. The only difference is just (laughs) it's guys having a great life who left their (laughs) girlfriend and their child. Like it's just them playing video games and ignoring the phone calls that they're getting. They're like, today's a little tough. Uh, didn't know how to get past this level or whatever, and then just ignore, ignore. Um, Speaking of that, such a Jason, one-note should joke, we though. talk about? I'm, I'm hoping there's no chance this girl listens to the podcast. So I had a house. I don't guest. know, Andy. Everybody, okay. I had ahead. a house guest this past weekend. Jason met her. This is awful. To <laughs> talk it was about. all. It was awful. You've never you ever met somebody that in the first thirty seconds you're like. You're, cra- you're a crazy like, person? Yeah, like, get away from me. I never uh, want, I want anything to do with you. Oh, so this, I've never uh, had that experience. This is a hippie, a hippie from San Francisco and Portland. Uh, I've known her like 12 years now, and I don't know how. So she's pregnant. She got pregnant back in January, and when she called me to tell me, I think I liked to, to have the conversations about it because it made anything that was problematic in my life seem so small by comparison because she was pregnant and the guy wanted nothing to do with it. The guy was like disappearing. But she's like, I'm 35. I don't know when the next chance I'll have for the... This is, this is a sign that I'm meant to... And now she wants to move down here. So she was looking for a place to stay and she came to visit and... She just has this this calmness that's so false. You ever talk to a hippie who's just, their voice never wavers from this, and sometimes the situation <laughs> the calls. I knew to I knew a guy quickly. in college who turned into that for about a year, like, and then got back out of it. <laughs> so I saw him like become that person, and then he just want you guys want to come over, smoke, and play Risk. That's all I wanted to do for like a year. And then, like, he was just right back to, like, let's drink beers. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't about. know how you can keep it up so long. But she even has, like, <laughs> she was hanging a crystal on a pendant by different parts of her body because the chakras will make it spin different directions. It's like, oh, look, it's spinning. She puts it by her belly, and it's spinning counterclockwise. Right. What's going on with this girl? I know, I know. And then I'm like, I'm so science-minded that I hate this. So I'm like, let me see what happens. And I grab it and just hold my <laughs> hand super still and it's not moving. She's like, that's so strange. All your chakras are dead. I'm like, is it that? Or is it that my hand's steady? And I'm not. And also, she's the kind of pregnant lady who's always rubbing her she was, stomach. She's rubbing her belly. Yeah. I met her. I walked up to her. First of all, I saw her. I saw you on the street with her. She has giant tits. Well, she's pregnant. I know. I didn't know that, though. I was like, oh, man. Also, boobs aren't at uh, stomach level. (laughs) You're like, she's got one giant tit. (laughs) 
boobs are not at stomach level. And so anyway, I walked in, and um, and uh, I said, uh, hey. And there was a yoga instructor there that Annie and I went to see who's like a former playmate. <laughs> and uh, your friend fucking hated her. Oh, yeah. Because she... She represented all that L.A. is, and she was afraid that that's what the city was going to be. But when I met her, she was like, so, do you like it here? Like that. And I was like, yeah, I like it here. Okay. And then from there, I was like, you're crazy. And then tell her what she said to your... Oh, then after you guys all left, she tried to like undercut this yoga instructor, talk to the owner of the place she was going to teach the class and was like, I also teach yoga. And if you ever wanted me to come do it, I I won't back out because this class didn't happen because there weren't enough people. And she's like, and and there's more important things than a pretty face. Yeah. That's what she said. Jeez. Send her my way. And then we went to go look at an apartment together, and she was disgusted by how filthy it was. It wasn't dirty at all. And it's like she's like, this is all you get for I'm like, yeah, you're going to spend a lot more money. It's not going to be ideal. Like, you're going to have to suffer a little bit if you want to live here, or you can stay in Portland. Right, things are easy. This, no, but we're just talking thing, about a, sh- a person who's annoying, and I know, it's annoying but it's, me. It's funny. Okay, so then I was so sick of how <laughs> she'd been complaining about how dirty my place is. I'm like, you can stay in a hotel, you know? So I finally, after we looked at this apartment, I was hungry, and there was a Taco Bell around the corner. So I'm like, I'm just going to go into this Taco Bell, knowing it's going to be like kryptonite to her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was so afraid that I was going to eat it in the car and smell up her car. She's like, I'll just come with you. And like watching her <laughs> suffer through having to sit in Taco Bell, watching me eat this food. Oh, it was so... Different ways to get... Annoying kind of hippie girl aggressive. not to move to L.A. Yeah, like make her think. It's quite a list. Everyone's a playmate. All we eat is Taco Bell. Yeah. Anyhow, Brooks, you got a story for us? Uh, my computer just died. Oh, it's back up and going. But yes, I do have uh, a next our next story, and it is about Bigfoot. So very relevant oh, to today's nice. society. Um, they're actually just going to do some real uh, DNA tests, like current up-to-date DNA tests on specimen that people claim to have gotten from Bigfoot. So this will be the first time that this happens in there. Um, so uh, the, the, the Los, fuck it, a museum, I'm just going to call it a museum in Switzerland, together with prestige with uh, Oxford University said Tuesday that they will together use DNA testing to examine organic remains that some claim belong to Bigfoot slash Yeti slash Sasquatch. Uh, and then they say... <laughs> It's an area that any serious academic ven- it's an area that any serious academic ventures into with a deal of trepidation. It's full of eccentric and downright misleading reports. So all they're going to do is look over these things and sum up um, what you just read again. It's terrible. So someone found a someone's putting uh, research about Bigfoot into a museum, and it's it's all bullshit. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that this museum... Bigfoot doesn't exist, right? <laughs> what happens is all, all these people have specimens of Bigfoot, and this museum in Switzerland is teaming up with Oxford uh, to run current DNA tests on these hair follicles. And uh, I thought you believed in Bigfoot for the whole story. Oh, I was no, like, oh, no, Brooks no. believes in Bigfoot. No, I, I fucking can't wait, wait to hear that he thinks Bigfoot's real. It doesn't sound Which would be like cool they, if you did. I just Wait, but Oxford's involved in this... They're, they're not they sounds like they believe it's possible right like why are they doing this work if they did I don't know I, maybe it's just like one of those uh, publicity stunts like fuck it we got DNA testing let's just do it on some of this and bullshit it's a bear and they'll, they'll be like well people will write about it people might talk about it on their dumb podcasts yeah nailed it Oxford you got us talking about you um, what are they using for like footprints and stuff or? no hair follicles that people hair follicles that claim. they found they said there's a 
bunch. Like people have a lot of hair follicles that they claim is from Bigfoot. I bet they do. I bet there's a fucking million people that think they have hair yeah. follicles yeah. from Bigfoot. It says there have been DNA tests done on alleged Yetis and other such things, <laughs> but since then the testing techniques, particularly on hair, have improved a lot due to advances in forensic science. Uh, and then um, this other guy, Ken, Ge- Ken Gerhard, uh, who is a Bigfoot specialist, says, I've been immersed in Sasquatch research for a number of years, and I can tell you, in my mind, a mountain of evidence supports the existence of these creatures. So mountain. he, he I'll, I like how he says, I'll tell you that in my mind, this is what I think. Like, he's right. not. Uh, and he's also really big. This Gerhard guy is a real big proponent of Bigfoot as a native Texan. Yeah. <laughs> He's really he really drives Is that point home. Is it a big ten gallon hat? Yeah, he calls Is it oil man Bigfoot. He this guy co- yeah oil man. He he wrote monsters of Texas, and uh, then he goes on. To uh, say that Texas is one of the nation's highest in- has one of the nation's highest incidents of Bigfoot reports, outranked only by Washington, California, Oregon, Ohio, and Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the sixth leading state. Bigfoot gets around. He know, does. He does Amtrak or. What do they think this thing eats that he can survive both in Texas and in like Alaska? This guy thinks that there's a, a bunch of Bigfoots that it's in uh, a species nobody's found yet. He's saying there's not just one. How could they have hidden? How could they be that big and hide so well in the deserts of Texas? <laughs> Is it like whenever someone they're behind a cactus and they see something coming, they make sure to always stay opposite that person around the cactus so they can't see them through the. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, they're both. Somebody up. just woke up at the. Uh... Andy's place here. I just want to say that. Jesse K. Someone just woke up. In in my life, the idea of someone waking up at 6.54 at night. We all keep different schedules. That's a different life. Hold on. We'll go around. We'll get Jesse K. You want to get on mic? We got an extra mic, Jesse. Jesse, um, quickly, what what do you feel is the most logical? Speaking of big, <laughs> speaking of Bigfoot, here he comes, folks. Here he comes, Jesse Case. What what do you guys feel is the most logical, mythical creature that could exist? The the one that like makes sense a little bit. That's a great question. Uh, what do you got, Jesse? Do you have anything? That's a great question. Uh, um, I think a Sasquatch is probably the most. Well, I think I guess water preserves stuff. Stuff's more prehistoric in the deep, right? Right. Um, just maybe Loch Ness. I don't know. Loch Ness monster. So That's- you just said. Bigfoot or Loch Ness? Let's nail it down. Which one? Lockfoot. <laughs> he said Lockfoot, uh, and that's a cop out. Don't get a microphone out for Jesse. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> guys, Jason, I want you to know I was just having a nap. I was impressed. This isn't me with this what you life. said. I liked your reasoning. I was up at nine, and uh, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't make it. You smell like a grape right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So way to go on that. <laughs> um, Jesse K smells like grape. Believes in Lockfoot. Jason, Jason, all kinds of dudes just walking around here. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a like bit such of a, compound. a it's, it's such a dude compound. It really is. I'm, do you, you, I'm surprised you don't have like a. It definitely could be like a Koresh thing going on at some point here. <laughs> oh, if I one like of that. you had enough. Speaking of Texas, uh, what, it's uh, at least a Kato Kalen thing, if not a David Koresh thing. <laughs> One of you is going to witness a murder. Okay. Oh, someone's going to die. Yes, someone's going to die here definitely. for sure. Yeah, yes. You, I don't think it's somebody's going to die. I think one person will live through a, a suicide massacre in here or something. Uh, somebody's just going to go nuts and kill everybody else. Uh, okay, Jason. Let's hope not. What mythical creature are you like? You know, maybe. It was a little bit. Fucking. Makes sense. I don't know, man. I'm pretty skeptical. I, with, with I, you know, you just, we would know if there was, what I was going to say before is you'd know if there was a Bigfoot. 
You yeah. would know. Of course no, you would, you would definitely know. You the would number know. Of people there are in this country <laughs> right? who are scattered around who could have seen and taken pictures of the... Yeah, there's no possible way. I mean, I can't really... I believed in the Tooth Fairy for a really long time. Okay. I know that. Tooth Fairy it is. Andy, what do you got? <laughs> I probably just believe in some species of smaller animals we just haven't discovered that are pretty similar to other ones. That's true. Is I, that a mythical? You know, Bigfoot makes the most sense. Same with Loch Ness Monster, but... Uh, because of, you know, uh, Dilaposauruses or whatever, like real-life dinosaurs that looked just like that. But also there was... Wait, wait, if, if you believe in Loch Ness Monster, you believe this one lake has I supported this I, one dude, animal I'm not saying, for centuries? I'm saying which mythical creature lake? do you feel is most valid? That's like right. the question. You know, that I'm saying, shitty picture that, of the Loch Ness Monster that yeah, went yeah, around, yeah. like... It was the shittiest. Oh, it was the worst. What What would be funny like if that picture was taken hat. in like 94? Yeah. Like it looked, well, it was taken in 94. It looks like 1850. Uh, it is kind of too bad that with the, with that the proliferation one. of photographic technology, you can't have a, a shitty fake. Any, there's never going to be a real good hoax again that, because everyone's going to be like, why wasn't your camera? Why didn't it look better? You had your iPhone as a 4S. Like, should have been a pretty clear picture. Yeah. Well, if there's Loch Ness Monster, this is gonna, might be a stupid question, but why don't they just fucking go swim the entire... Just dredge the whole lake. They right? have. Just, they they do swam that. it and they can't find it, they right? They don't find it. Yeah, yeah, they do not find it. But um, importantly, if it existed and the, the legend's been around for a long time, like it's confined to one lake. How many of them are there that they can reproduce and keep? Like It would have been one that just lived guys, hundreds of years? Guys, it doesn't exist. Okay, sorry. Well, you just said exist. it's the most It's the most likely. I, was I, go, I said, yeah. God damn it, guys. All I'm saying <laughs> is that dinosaurs existed that looked like that shape. you look good. So I'm saying it's not like that... It just so, pseudo makes sense. Also, there were real life Bigfoots called Gigantopithecus. That's <laughs> big, a real big feet. I think you mean the Bigfoots. No, <laughs> Bigfoots. Uh, I had a, I had a class in college called Human Origins, and our professor, his name's Russell Sishron, like C I C H O R N. He's like the foremost expert on real Bigfoots because he discovered these Gigantopithecus. Uh, fossils in China. So whenever there's like a Bigfoot thing on History Channel, it's always like Russell Cicheron, University of Iowa, Mm -hmm. and he's talking and I'm like, oh man, I didn't like that guy at all. Like I have that feeling. But uh, The only professor I had who became like a celebrity pundit was a specialist on sleep that I took a psych class from. He'd always be on Good Morning America but like, turns out everyone needs more sleep than you thought. Actually, I kind of like Russell Cicheron. He wasn't wasn't a bad guy. I just didn't really try. Um, I had a a professor named Sut Jolly. Sut Jolly? Yeah. What does that mean? And he was really against the media. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we got out of school, and we were, and everyone thought this guy was so great. And then we got out of school, and we're like, you fucking taught us nothing. <laughs> and we have to work for the media. Uh, this is useless. Yeah. And he showed, uh, he showed uh, Lou Reed's uh, Walk on the Wild Side commercial, and he thought it was so upsetting. Oh, really? He's like, this commercial is rubbish. It's absolute trash. Aren't- this was a great song. Aren't and they've co-opted though? it. I'm like, no, Lou Reed fucking co-opted it. Yeah. He all, sold it. All commercials are bullshit. Uh, I, when the Black Keys new album came out in last uh, Christmas, I, I tweeted, they should. it's called El Camino, but they really should just call it what it's going to be, 2012 car commercial songs. Yeah. But I think it's, fucking every know, it's a commercial. different era. I think it's understandable. that like, It's so, so hard for bands to make... A living, I think everyone forgives. I agree. Ad stuff. Like, I would say uh, I, do an ad. Like, yeah, I, don't I know. agree. We've uh, been offered some advertising that you're against. I'm us always including. against it. Yeah, I'm against. Have it. you guys? Have you guys been offered anything with guys of feelings to ha- include? Yeah, some anything ads? we get offered, we fucking take. We were gonna we, Adam and Eve offered. I guess we're plugging them right now, but they. I'm just. I don't know. You didn't want it on here. I don't really Oops. care. It, we would each gotten eight dollars. 
And I'm like, I'll fucking give you, you guys don't know a dollar. If our listeners want to buy a bunch of toys. All right, if you guys want to buy Adam and Eve products, let us know. And, and don't we'll buy them yet. Like, yeah, yeah, let us know. I, mean, I, understand. I respect where Brooks is coming from. I'm just saying, if we're not going to make any money off right, of it, not why, why do it? I didn't think it was about the money for you, though. It's, it it's, I mean, like, if it was science based, if I felt like it would Are fit you in what sexy we were talking stuff about. I'm not, against, I'm not against Adam and Eve at all. Did you get laid in your origins class? Oh, constantly. All sorts of It sounds like the kind of class that you'd be like. Human origins sounds like a Human origins. For, it right. sounds like, hey, yeah, you want to come yeah. back and study human origins with me? No, there was a class where that did go down called Leisure and the Liberal Arts. And that was a class where everyone was just like, you just want to go relax? Because it was all about relaxation and like how everybody works too hard. It was really? Awesome. Yeah, it was really I, cool. I took a class from a psych professor who uh, was one of the foremost... He, he, had, he had a theory on the, on the way that each of us develop our sexual orientation, straight or gay, um, that was a pretty widely held one. And uh, he and his wife were both bisexual and they raised their child genderless for its first like five oh, years it's like the most I love bizarre this. and he also he also had us do a study where he gave us a questionnaire and it was, it was just how straight. old is it how, how, has that kid filed <laughs> for divorce from his parents yeah, yet emancipated um, he had us do a study where he said if there was a place that you could go and hang out and robes and men and women would meet in these rooms and go off to other rooms and have sex, but also just like watch movies and like relax. Would you go to it? How often would you go to it? And the basic idea is he's trying to prove that like, uh, you know, that YMCA's in the seventies exist. Well, no, that, that gay bathhouses. It isn't the gayness of the people that makes them promiscuous. It's the fact that they're men. Because I mean, the men, straight men, answering this survey were like, yeah, if that place existed, I guess I'd probably go there. Right. So it's like, right. it's just that it's, it wouldn't exist because women wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so it's not that gay dudes are promiscuous; it's that men. Yeah, dudes, are, dudes love it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I totally believe that. Uh, in yeah. our class, we got to watch Groundhog Day. It was really cool. I don't nice. understand. Please give me like a. Like something your teacher taught you in that class, please. It was just. It like, was, what would he say? One little thing that he would say. His thing Did was. Did you guys relax last night? How was no, your relaxing? No, like or his what? thing was. Uh, for, Americans work too hard um, compared to other countries. Like we have a forty-hour work week when we could be just as um, productive in a thirty-hour work week. Yeah. Because and then there were studies involved and like what you do during an eight-hour day, could you get that much done during a six-hour day? And it was like absolutely you could. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, get a, uh, if you get a good two hours of work done in a real work day. A solid two hours that's a good day. yeah that's exactly what it was and it was just saying that people would be happier and then people would spend more money and it would help the economy and then the, we watched Groundhog Day because he's like what would you do if you have unlimited leisure time which is what Bill Murray had in that movie right and he in that movie he learns piano he saves people he mm-hmm. kills people he just goes all over the place mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty cool uh, I liked it though what'd you get uh, I got an A because literally the final assignment was write five pages on whatever you want <laughs> what did you write about? Uh, I wrote on comedy. I just started doing comedy. Okay. Uh, and uh, I just, but I remember I had. What did you write? That, like, I love doing comedy. It's my. Thing. I just, wrote, I just wrote like what I like about like I just wrote about Adam Sandler and the movies I liked. This is when I lo- I still <laughs> loved Adam Sandler, but um, mm-hmm. uh, but I had friends this in is, class. This is when you weren't embarrassed that you liked Adam Sandler. It was very yeah, very much like that. I had friends in the class who were so fucking I like dumb. Adam Sandler, you they still. Nah, I'm a little embarrassed, but what? I mean. Like eight years ago, he was the best. There's no denying it. Now you could deny. You'd be like, maybe he's not the best anymore. Um, but um, he's been in and out all along. <laughs> I had friends in, who like fucking failed that class because they wouldn't even do the basic homework. Like, it's just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They wouldn't even write the five page paper right, on yeah. nothing. They wouldn't even do that. Yeah, on anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, bringing it back to science, I actually was curious as you were talking. I just Googled that professor at Cornell, and uh, his name is Daryl Bem, and his theory is kind of interesting about the formation of, of sexual orientation. It's called exotic becomes erotic, 
And the basic theory is like you're not born gay or straight, but uh, you, some children have um, there's biological variables such as genetic factors that will make some children attracted to activities that are more commonly enjoyed by other children the same gender, hmm. while other ones prefer activities that are typical of the other gender. So then the uh, the gender conforming children hang out more with their own gender, and then the opposite sex is is exotic, is different from the. And then at a right. certain point in puberty, what was exotic becomes eroticized. So if you were a boy who was more attracted to like girlish activities that had more girl friends when you were really young, then like other boys are kind of exotic and different to you. And then when you hit puberty, that becomes eroticized. Mm. So it's like that's how you become straight or well, my gay. My sister's gay. And she was a, a boy, yeah, all along, right. But I'm trying to put your theory in there. It, it makes sense true. to me. It doesn't. It doesn't say you so aren't wait, born happens, that way. It's just basically saying that what was exotic pre-puberty, as in what was different from you, becomes eroticized. Oh, exotic okay. becomes erotic at a certain point in your development. So you're not born with any orientation, but you are born with because of a number of different factors in your environment and your genetics. You might be born. Uh, you might be in your early childhood attracted to gender conforming activities or gender non-conforming activities and just you might be able to basically do you relate with your own gender more or with the opposite gender and whichever gender you relate with they're normal to you and the other one is exotic to I'm you. trying to imagine at a certain I'm, point becomes that totally I'm trying to think when softball became erotic <laughs> <laughs> that there was a, there was a dude in our grade who always hung out with the girls and like we we're joked like oh that guy's gay and he is gay now yeah, is makes, makes, uh, uh, what was he when we were hang- when he sang with girls like second, third, fourth grade, like yeah. he would just always hang out with them, and we were like, we were like, that's cool, man. Like we we're always like, what are they saying about us? Like, yeah. Uh, when I was, turned, he turned out to be gay. Yeah, yeah. I just found out like a little bit ago. Um, well, but, we apply that to Andy's theory. Does that, that totally makes sense? He was hanging out. Sense. He was hanging out with yeah. girls up through. So then he wasn't. And then the when boys he were different. But maybe him. he was hanging out with girls because he's gay. That's what I'm. Well. <laughs> No, but that, why, what why Andy's that saying a, is like you're not as, anything, a, as a young you're not anything yet. as you a young child, yeah. right? You do have sexuality when you're four. You do, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but the theory I don't know. is, look anyway. it up. Go to look up Daryl Bem, B-E-M. And oh, my okay. brothers told me when I was little that I was gay, but I wouldn't know it till I was twelve because <laughs> they were twelve when they told me that. They're like, you know, once you're twelve, we're straight. You are going to be gay you though, and I, I was like, terrible. "Yeah, it was terrible because I really liked cooking with my mom." And they were like, "That's that's gay, man. That you will find out when you're 12." And I was like, "Cause I was like uh, eight, and I was like, no, I like girls.'" And they're like, "Well, when you hit 12, you're gonna like boys." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Um, they're like, "It's fine, but just heads up, brother. It's fine, but heads, <laughs> but heads up. You're gonna need somewhere else to live, but yeah. it's heads cool. up, heads up, bro. You're gay. Yeah. Oh, you like wearing up. aprons? And I did. I always wore aprons and helped my mom cook and stuff. Nice. And then uh, what happened when you got to be twelve? You're like, well, I think Fuck you I guys. Think a, I'm not gay. I think around like ten, I was like, they're fucking with me. Like two years, and I was, I'd figured it out after. Hey that. guys, wait a second. So, so Jason, uh, this next article has been in the news a bit recently, and for, for us gentlemen who are getting on in years, reaching our late thirties, it's especially important. Have you heard about how uh, the 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 common belief now might be that um, prostate screening tests might do more harm than good? Have you heard about that? No, They're, thank God, I love it. <laughs> not the actual. I, would, test. I know I never want to have to do that. You've never done it? No. So you're thirty nine now, right? Or tomorrow you will be? Yeah. So what do they say? Thanks for telling everybody. Yeah. Hey, come on. I'm 35. I'm I okay love with it. this. It's fine. Uh, isn't it 40 you're supposed to start getting regular uh, screening for yeah, stuff I like that? Yeah, I go to my doctor and he's like, oh, you're, fine. You're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Well, what does he say would make it not fine? Like, what are the factors that would make you have to check it out? I guess he just looks at your body and he's like, you look okay. That's he what he tells me. And I go, you sure? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're in good shape. Don't worry about it. 
Well, I guess the theory with this is not that the actual test is harmful, but that you know, if you start to detect something in its early stages, the treatments that you would undergo uh, are more damaging than just letting it take its course. Because I guess you know, eventually our prostates are all gonna get bigger, right? It's some cancer is gonna get you eventually, and if it's a slow-growing prostate, because if you actually have you know drastic measures taken, it can result in incontinence or impotence and stuff like that. So. What, what 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 do they do? Like, do they give you, like, x-rays and stuff? Um, let me read the article I here. Even, I don't even know. I don't even want to know. Evidence cited by the panel includes an 11-year study of 180,000 men that found more than, more than 1,000 had to be screened with a PSA test to prevent a single prostate cancer death. So you had to do a ton of screenings just in the hopes of actually helping one person. Um, and the panel found that for every 1,000 men who get that PSA test, 30 to 40 will develop erectile dysfunction or urinary incontinence. Um, two men will experience a major cardiovascular event such as a heart attack caused by treatment, and one man will develop a potentially deadly blood clot in his leg or lungs from treatment. But they didn't say what those treatments... I mean, I guess they probably do. So this is very much uh, like the whole um, your airbag hurts more than it helps. Is that your theory? Because I don't believe it. Is that true? No, but that's what some people are always like. like, Or like, people die. I want to be thrown thrown free in an accident. (laughs) Do you... I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. This sounds like said, tell me like, how to die. Argument, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had another roommate. No, that in college. You wouldn't die. That's the point. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell me. When the car like ding goes off and you don't put your seatbelt on, he would always scream, "I'll die if I want to die." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the article doesn't go into a lot of the the invasive procedures that actually cause these things, but um, I would presume it's things like taking the prostate out because it gives can, you cancer. Do, do drugs give you cancer? I don't really understand. Well, if people knew what gave you cancer, I think they would. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, some drugs. I mean, uh, I don't know. Doritos? Like, do Doritos like narcotics? Give... No, but maybe Doritos. Doritos give you cancer, right? Because they're just fake. I don't know, I don't know, think man. it's just fake things that give you cancer inherently. Isn't it like but... processed food? Doesn't that give you cancer? I don't. I mean, carcinogens can. I know, I know cause... smoking gives you cancer. I know that. Right. But what else? I mean, if you drink a ton, I guess you'll probably get liver cancer Booze. faster. Right. Narcotics? Do, does cocaine give you cancer? I have no idea. <laughs> I heard that cocaine prevents cancer. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> that's what I keep hearing when we're doing cocaine. That's what I keep tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you're going to keep just listening to the doctor's advice, then you're not going to be like, I need to get this. Check me out. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of just like letting the world kind of just go as it goes. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. I can't get in that headspace, Andy. Again, it goes back to your other question of like, am I going to read all this shit about my kids and figure out if they're going to get autism? No, I'm just going to yeah, fucking take it as it comes. Cross my fingers and hope you know me, you, and Brooks go on a road trip. And have some fun. Yeah, I like that. That That's sounds it. like the funnest this, problem. That's how science. I have to take life, Andy. That's how I take it. Like the bucket. Let's list? go to Malibu oh, right gonna... now. Yeah, go yeah. watch the sunset there right now. We're not dying that soon, guys. We don't have to do we'll all this make stuff the right sunset. away. No, I know we wouldn't. I went to Malibu for the first time ever this weekend, though, and I'm like, I get why everyone talks about this place. It's oh yeah, nice. yeah. It's your it's first time really in Malibu. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go? Pretty nice. Zuma. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, it, I was like, oh, this is why everybody likes it. It's amazing looking. Yeah. Scope to Point Doom. That's and it's away from everything. It's, it's not here. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the water was super clear. I was boogie boarding and a dolphin came up and it blew blowhole scared the fuck out of me. Really? Like, I heard it like psh, and I was like, yeah, shark. It's that's what awesome. I, I go to shark still. 
I don't um, know how you tell the difference if it was. I don't know how you fin. surf, Andy. I fucking got out. I don't of know there. how you surf with sharks, man. I, that would that just this I, keeps coming up. They're I love the idea of surfing. It's not risky. It's not. I, it's I just a low can't risk. can't imagine being eaten by a shark. Those waves looked a lot better than like I mean not better but slower than the Huntington Beach waves because those I couldn't surf on those. Like it seemed like to me I liked the waves in Malibu more. Well, I mean, it depends. It varies by the day. By the no, hour. what I saw in okay. that two hours. Was it competitive uh, the way, with the waves, or are you all alone out there? Nobody was out Nobody there. Nobody. Well, it yeah. probably wasn't good conditions. Zuma's not a great surf spot. I was just boogie boarding. It was perfect boogie boarding waves, like yeah. four or five feet. But at Malibu, at, at Surfrider Beach, which is the place that like surfing started in the U.S., pretty much. That's yeah. That's you can get it can get pretty. Yeah, I don't like being around other surfers at all. Have you ever almost died surfing, like on a bad fall? Yeah. Then I tell you, last summer I broke oh, my yeah, nose. Oh yeah, you fucking <laughs> broke your nose, right? I mean, if I'd been knocked out, that would have been. But I've been I've been out in Oregon waves when I've been like, oh, I, I'm 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 alone in the water. I'm getting carried out to sea. <laughs> if something happens, yikes! Yeah, yeah, there's been times. Surfing super. You were surfing stages. alone? You shouldn't. But what are I have. you nuts? Yeah. All right, we got to power. Okay, we got to power through. We got to power through two more topics. This one is really cool. You know what? You know what? Though, to be honest, the listener's not going to care if it's five topics instead of six. But go for it. Let's do it. Yeah. I personally, I hold us to a high regard. <laughs> we do six I'm topics. I'm seeing uh, a lot of tension without Matt here this yeah. week. That's he, the he's truth. He's the glue. He's the British glue. You two are. Yeah. You were very annoyed at Andy's yoga story. I wasn't. And now Andy's that annoyed, <laughs> but that's because it was because it was off topic. Is off. It wasn't science. Is that no? Why? It was. You guys are explaining a boring person. Like you're like she's so annoying and boring. I'm like yeah. But there's even pretty funny. more funny stuff. But you knew did, her. You, don't yeah, you knew her. About. So you had context. You don't know anyone pretty, like that. This is pretty funny stuff. She I had big know. tits. I told you. I'm into that. <laughs> did I tell you? Okay, how about this? She said, "Her, I'm going to name her Sita." And I was like, let me guess, is that Sanskrit? She's like, yes. Oh, I like And that. then she's rubbing her belly and she says, but this morning she told me her name is Guinevere. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she told you? And you're like, after Sanskrit, and she goes, no, I love no doubt. Gwen Stefani. Um, I said, do it, because then at least maybe she can go by Gwen and have a chance at a normal life. <laughs> okay. This, uh, um, no, this happens all the time too, Jason. I always get annoyed with everybody. Like, I'm like, this. You do. I'm just like, let's go forward. You, you want to keep it science. I understand. Uh, Brooks is constantly frustrated. It's this, it's this youthful enthusiasm uh, slash angst slash like, oh, I'm gonna, he's got this energy. He, well, no, I also, with. I just don't like our podcast to run an hour and a half. It's not gonna, we could stop it now and that would have been enough science. No, it's not enough science. <laughs> we need six topics. We're gonna blast through this. Do it. Great. What do you got for us? This one's interesting. This is a good one. Um, it's just about a Tyrannosaurus, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, skeleton that is going up for auction for a private like uh, buyer. Mm-hmm. But uh, this T Rex came out of Mongolia, which uh, Mongolia has like real strict uh, laws against um, non like science based. Uh, digs. So, like, unless you are a, a really respected, um, like, academia front, I don't know why it would be a front. But anyway, all I'm saying is that they'll let really respected people come dig and take the fossils out to put in museums, but they won't let uh, private people come yeah, in and you dig. Can't, Jim Cameron can't do this as a, as a right. side project. Unless, and, and if that does happen, it has to stay in Mongolia. So, anyway, this uh, T-Rex is going up for sale in Great Britain that was discovered in the last 20 years in the Gobi Desert. And they're like, but it wasn't Mongolia. And they're like, well, who the hell is it? Where else was it? And so there's this big legal fight trying to stop the skeleton from uh, being auctioned off. 
and uh, the people are saying it has to go back to Mongolia and like the auction people did no research and they said no th- we've had this this skeleton's older than 1920 when Mongolia was um uh, became its own sovereign country, and then the rebuttal oh. was: this type of skeleton wasn't even discovered till 1950. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, bottom line: it got auctioned off for a million dollars. So they weren't they were powerless. Those guys are sticklers, though. Like you ever try to make a third trip to the the Mongolian Grill? Like, ah. <laughs> like no, it's two. You can come up two times. I you're like done. that. You had I'm enough. back on board. Um, Power through. Yeah. yeah, so that's all that this has happened, and it, it's just about... Uh, so who's the owner? Who's the person that bought the... Well, it's, they say? this happened like today, so oh, okay. it hasn't come out yet, and I doubt that person Private. really wants it publicized, that they have a million bones to spin on a... Um, on no, Richard I Branson. think they do. It's probably like some kind of like Dubai sultan, you know, that's the kind of guy that would... Uh, yeah, that's exactly the showy kind of... They put it on top of a building or something. Yeah, that's true. They said it'll end up in some like fancy office building or somebody's mansion. I was like, yeah, it's not going to end yeah. up anywhere besides those two places. Do you think a dinosaur would have tasted good? Yeah. Pro- I mean, I bet, I bet... What do you think it some... tasted like? Like a lizard? Uh, you ever eaten li- a snake or anything? you ever had snake? I've had snake. I don't think I've had snake. What is it like? I've had it's, crocodile. It's chickeny. It's not very... I, thought it would, I would have thought it'd be really tough, like really uh, rubbery. It's kind of chickeny. Really? I would guess it would be a, probably a lot of meat on a T-Rex, huh? Well, I, I mean, dinosaurs were technically birds, so it probably tastes like chicken. That's right. There we go. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, this super long, long story that I barely read, that's the gist of it, you guys, is that Private. go ahead. You can now Get a dinosaur Mongolia. outside of Mongolia, and you're, you're free. You got it. <laughs> free and clear. Because, nice. I mean, all they're going to do is go, hey, don't, and you're going to go, fuck you, you're Mongolia. You, I couldn't even name a city in Mongolia, and that's because I'm a bad person who doesn't study the rest of the world. Genghis City. Is there a city in Mongolia? I know it's not called that. Is there a city you know in Mongolia? No, and I work with a guy from Mongolia, so I don't, should know where name, he's from. Couldn't name a single city. I don't know where he's Jason, from. Jason, have you been to Asia? <laughs> no. Never? No part of Asia? No, have you? I used to go for work. I've been to uh, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, China. Favorite. Oh, Mr. Andy Wood. Uh, nice to see you. Oh, Andy-san. Yes. Andy-san? Favorite Asian country. Oh, I think I have the most fun in Taiwan. That's pretty nice. Jason? I've never been. Just come on. Just stereotype. Well, my favorite Asian country is Japan. <laughs> okay. For me, North Korea. I like how they don't get bossed around by anybody. <laughs> I like their whole steady so attitude. You want to visit? I should talk about my, I guess, some of my engineering experiences in Asia, a different podcast, but like going to the LG headquarters in South Korea was one of the most horrifying work experiences of my life. Why? It's just this giant factory town in the, in the middle of the country. There's nothing but the LG factory. It's just like some kind of Orwellian. Yeah. It reminds me of that movie Brazil. You ever see that? Like the sort of bureaucracy of that. Everybody works in this place that has these giant posters everywhere about the you know because in asia there's much more it's not as much individualism as here like it's very much about like your obligation to the group whether it's your work family or your family family like everyone is on mission to become world number one leader and display by there's all these goals written everywhere mm. everyone eats in the cafeteria where it's just like slop just gruel is slop really? they're, they're all wearing the same drab colored do people have podcasts there just there's so many podcasts so many podcasts it's just there's no the, the lack of individualism, the lack of and people just work. You work until midnight every night, and people smoke in the office. You're in a windowless room with mm. people smoking. You just stay there until the problem gets fixed. Like there's no 
sense of like work-life balance. It's just horrifying. I feel like China is kind of like America in the Industrial Revolution, you know, where they're like... Well, this is Korea, but... No, but I'm saying like China in general, they have these huge factories and, and uh, not yeah. very good labor laws. Like the United States in the mid-1800s was just right. like that too. I think it's just something that happens right before you come up with world power. You work super, super, super hard and then but, you become technology, technologically I, advanced and then you can be like, all right, now let's stop abusing children. Well, there's that. That's an that's a separate thing from the whole cultural difference of just individualism, which I think is a Western thing that it has been for a long time. Like I don't think the West ever had a history like the East that made people value like the U.S. It's been two hundred some years. We've always been about individualism. You know, it's been like one of the highly most highly okay. prized values of our country. It's not really least favorite Asian country. Go for it, Andy. Oh, North Korea. Clearly, come oh, on. It's my favorite. <laughs> Jason, least favorite? Uh, North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Mine's Japan. Do you guys not remember World War II? Hello, that wasn't that long ago. People uh, are alive who bombed us. I like when Kim Jong-il... We bombed... About wait, you, <laughs> you think we didn't make up for that? Retaliation. I like the, when this. Kim Jong-il died and all those people were crying so hard. All those... Those actors, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. those are awesome, awesome soap opera actors. No way! I watched a documentary on North Korea. They fucking love Kim Jong Il. They love him that much. They love him so much, dude. They're brainwashed. They're literally brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. he is, uh, he's God to dear, them. Dear leader. Yep, it's crazy. Uh, all right. Wait, what happened to the son? The son died, right? No. no he's, wait, what? What happened? He's hanging happen? around, looking Did like a weirdo. To the son? I don't think so. Isn't he kidnapped? He's he's definitely well adjusted. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely a well-adjusted young man. No problems whatsoever. <laughs> All right, what do you? Uh, last yeah, one, topic. One last story for you, um, Jason. Do you find that your? Uh, well, here's. I guess your son has friends he plays with. Um, do you find that when somebody on, instead of me? Go ahead. <laughs> well, this yeah. is about so the, the the neurological reasons no, no, behind. He knows more about science than me. Go ahead. I'm listening. Basically, when you're when you see someone else playing with a toy. Yeah. That's your favorite toy, right? Ah. That's the one you want. Even as an adult, like someone else having the thing suddenly makes it really desirable to you. And uh, there was this article. This article. Um, let's see who did this. They were just basically f- finding the neurological reasons why people covet things. Um, it explains why other people's possessions always seem better. Let's see. So this team from. Inserm, I-N-S-E-R-M, in Paris, showed adults one of two videos, a piece of candy sitting on a surface or a person's hand reaching toward a different colored piece of candy. And the participants then rated the desirability of each candy they saw. And as the mimetic desire theory predicts, people rated the about-to-get-grabbed candy as more desirable. And the same effect held for clothes, tools, and even toys. So um, brain scans revealed that two systems are behind the phenomenon. First, activity in parts of the brain's in parts of the brain's mirror neuron system, the parietal lobe and the premotor cortex increased. Second, the parts of the brain involved with deciding how much objects are worth, the ventral striatum and the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. The prefontaine cortex? The prefontaine cortex. The fastest, most Mm. partying cortex. It goes out too fast, though. It can't can't maintain. Drives an MGD. So those two parts of the brain, yeah. That mustache must be slowing you down. I want to do an episode on prefontaine. I'd be fine with that. The science of prefontaine. Prefontaine. Love prefontaine. (laughs) <laughs> and you're mad at me for talking about hippies. Okay. I'm not mad at you for talking about hippies. Uh, Prefontaine wasn't annoying. He was, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't try to covet other people's stuff. Like, 
but you don't I, try to, but you can't help when some when you see someone else using something or when you see that they've kind of proven it, then that's the thing you like more than a thing where someone isn't. I can't think of it. anything in my life like that. Like I, that I see someone using it and I want it. Maybe it isn't even like physically seeing them using it, but like things that other people have are more desirable. You know, I would, you know, I don't I, know. Is that true, Brooks? I don't know. Things that other people. Well, some like something for me that I was petty like, to me. I was like, oh, I don't. The, the times that that happens aren't like, oh, I want it because they have it. It's like, oh, I didn't know how good this was. Like an iPad. I was like, I don't fucking need an iPad. I have an iPhone. And then I my, went over to my friend's house, played with his iPad for a minute. I was like, okay, I, I need an iPad. So but it wasn't, wasn't because he had it. With it. It yeah. was just me being like, this is fucking cool. Like, I don't watch- doubt that the study's not true, but I think that means that people are assholes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want stuff that people have that's <laughs> no. better than like. There's a great line on Mad Men the other night. If you guys, will you guys watch the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am not caught up yet. Well, he goes, they go and test drive a Jaguar, and Don Draper goes, uh, I don't know, it, it did nothing for me. And the woman, Christina Hendricks, goes, oh, that's because you're happy. Oh, there and, we go. And that I just sense. thought that was the best fucking line. I was like, oh, yeah, like all that, all that shit you buy, all those things that you want. Oh, like, yeah. My dad. What's the iPad doing for you, really? You know, like. Yeah, yeah, no. It's just it's letting me watch Mad Men while I'm in bed at night. Yeah, it's just keeping you distracted from whatever it is. Completely. Um, but my dad managed car dealerships like all growing up, and he his thing was always like uh, the one dealership he worked at sold BMWs and Nissans, and he was always just like these fucking idiots, man. Like the Nissan at like thirty thousand dollars does exactly the same as the BMW at like fifty five thousand dollars. Right, and he's right. like. These people, man, they're buying a fucking emblem. Like he was always. What did, what did he home. sell? BMWs. He sold it. Like he managed this big car dealership. Uh-huh. So like he, it was all come to him. So he'd be like, "We're selling more BMWs, making more money, which is good." But like, I would never do that. It's like get just get a kick ass Nissan. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then you know, if you're a, if you you know if you're in doc, if you have been taught that BMWs are superior, then you're going to do that. You know. Have you ever met somebody who was really, really status and brand conscious? Yeah. Like who will openly admit, like I had a friend. All my Jewish relatives. Really? Like the, yeah. that, <laughs> there's one person that sticks out in my mind. Every I think it's, it's because her, her family, like she, I think she might be the first one to go to college or like her family just runs a convenience store out in Boston. And she was so, she's like, don't you just feel better when you're wearing clothes that are whatever brand? I'm like, I don't, oh, that's awful. I'm the that opposite. I like shit that I don't like trying to be branded status. No, yeah. I mean, me neither. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. And this is also a little bit like so conscious in the other direction is if I want to keep my Saturn no matter what level of success I reach, you know, like going in with his Taurus. No, not me at all. I want a night. I want a cool car, man. Like, I don't I care mean, about cars at all. I want to be the guy who has a lot of money and drives yeah. the ninety eight. Does Conan drive a Taurus? I thought that was the, the joke for a while. Does he? I have no idea. Like old, uh, yeah. I just want a car that has fun shit on the inside because I'm in traffic all the time. Oh, yeah. I literally just want like yeah. I want to kick Spend ass the money on satellite that. radio, like fun. Yeah, satellite yeah. radio, kick ass like navigation, uh, hook up for my iPod, Stitcher, so you can listen to yourself. Yep, all of those things. That's that's what I like. I was talking to my girlfriend because I want to buy a new car, and I was like, I I just want to, you know, because mine's getting shitty, and I'm like, I just want some fun. But that's what I, that's what I, I'm surprised people don't think about is like the actual utility of a car, because really the things that are most useful, you get the most out of. Those are things you could probably just spend a few hundred, maybe a thousand on on your own car, make it into this awesome thing on the inside, and not spend. 
20,000. It's kind of hard cool. to make your Saturn into a cool, no, cool car not. on the inside. Yeah. No, I got it. Nice, as cool as your Saturn is. <laughs> no, I got a stereo that has the USB hookup and auxiliary. <laughs> Here we go. What else do I need? I, I got, got a boombox. I got this question. We'll, we'll get out on this. You have $50,000 that you have to spend on a car. Like, okay. It's like whatever you don't spend. That's good. You got to throw it, has it away. To be one car. Yeah, one car. If you don't spend it, you fucking throw that money away. Okay. What are you getting? Ah, that's a great question, Andy. Well, I mean, I guess if I have to spend it, then I'll get yeah, I'll get like a BMW or something. I okay, don't know. I totally agree with that. Yeah, Jason. I know. I, I, I there's a car that I like. Uh, oh, I know what I'd. I know what I'd get. I get a fucking. Uh, I get a Porsche. <laughs> Can you yeah. get a Porsche for fifty grand? Yeah, I, I bet you could a totally used get, one yeah, yeah. or are there new yeah. ones that are that. Yeah, little? I'd get like a Porsche. Uh, yeah, a Porsche. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally makes sense. One time, one time I uh, I wasn't really into rap music, and then I sat in a Porsche, <laughs> yeah, and someone was playing rap music, <laughs> and I was like, I get it, I like I get it, kind of like you with the iPad, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Jay Z is great when you're in this when you're in a Porsche that, yeah, environment. Hip hop is so aspirational. I can't relate to that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what? Uh, here's I have a science story. All right, let's do it. We'll get out on that. Okay. You know, I saw a story the other day that people who talk about themselves, like podcasting, yeah, that actually uh, causes uh, euphoria. Oh, of course, in your brain. Oh, I totally can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine that, yeah. Yeah, just being interviewed, you get to talk about yourself the whole time. Yeah. Does it also happen when you listen back to it? That's, that's a good I can't, question. I, do you listen back to these? Well, I, have I can't to listen, listen back just to, to these. just to like do the summary of like the topics we discussed. As I'm editing it, I go. I back listen to and, good ones. If it was a really good one, I do listen. I'll back. I'll listen to the ones that are like more than a few months old. Otherwise, I'm like I remember that whole conversation. Right, but I also feel like if we're making someone sit through this, shouldn't we at least? I'm making myself check. No, this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, I trust us. You're not making anyone sit through oh, it. That's true. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for listening okay, to this episode. Okay, you guys. You guys. Listen. That's it. Gangs. All right. Um, my, Jason, do you have any shows coming up? Yeah, I mean, Jason, what's going this on? This will be out on Monday the... Me? Uh, no. No. Just the movie in August. That's it. So that's... that's We're, we're recutting. We're doing yeah. that. Yeah. We're make, I got to talk to you about that. <laughs> it's cool. all going. It's going to be on ComedyCentral.com, right? I think yep. it's going to be the first... Yeah, it'll be their first feature. online movie. Awesome. Yep. Oh, and really? it's really good. Like, I mean, I'm biased because awesome. I worked on it with you, but it's really funny. We have yeah, it'll be good. I mean, like Andrea Savage, John Benjamin, Andy Daly, T.J. Miller, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, yep. Jerry Miner. So many. Good I live close there. to Andy Richter. I found out the other day. I saw him really? taking his garbage out. Oh yeah, yeah. Over in Hancock you say Park. Hello? You should say hello. I was in my car. I'd be like, I'd be kind of. He was literally throwing garbage into his garbage can just to roll down my window. Be like, Andy Richter. What's up? Don't do it like that. What's <laughs> up? I had, I had a celebrity encounter the other night. I saw Roger Waters' The Wall at the Coliseum, yeah. and sitting directly behind me is, is Tobey Maguire. Oh, nice. Even <laughs> though we weren't even that, we were, like, was... we were like 50th row. We weren't like great, great seats. But Toby was, uh, he's a lot shorter than I am, and the guys I was staying with were all tall. So it's Toby and then the guy from Entourage, Eric something, the redheaded guy. I don't watch yeah. Entourage. Yeah. Two of them sitting together, pretty short guys, and we're blocking their view. The first half, everyone's standing, and then the second half, intermission, everyone's sitting, and Toby tries to rally the whole crowd to stay seated, and we're, we're on board. Like, it's comfortable. Like, yeah. But I, I thought it was funny. He wasn't, like, embarrassed. He wasn't worried about people seeing who he was. He was like, all right, guys, let's all agree we're going to stay sitting, right? Isn't this nicer? It's better. And so we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, guys? We're trying to spread it around. I was that's, really... That's really funny. But I didn't think of this until we're in the car. I'm like, God damn it. If I just turned around and said, you know, with great seats comes great responsibility... Oh, I would have been instant best friends with Toby McGuire. Do you wish? Didn't think of that. I was hoping that your celebrity sighting story would have been like the other day. I went to Roger Waters' The Wall, and like on stage was Roger Waters. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. <laughs> Calling it a sighting, going yeah. to see somebody. <laughs> 
Yeah, I went to go uh, see Sarah Silverman perform. You guys, Sarah Silverman was there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening to this episode. Uh, check out Jason's new movie in August on Comedy, on Comedy Central. Central. And then we're at Probably Science on Twitter and Probably Science at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, let us know anything uh, that you might have. But thanks, Jason, for coming in. And, Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And um, follow me on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Follow- Jason 23 Nash. Jason 23 Nash. Please. Michael Jordan. I really need it. All right. See <laughs> ya.